Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. The start of another broadcast week. Hope all is well in your world. You had some great time of the weekend to relax, unwind. And now we're back at it. I want to begin with a major development, which could have a tremendous impact in the future. This is not something that's going to happen overnight. But it is... A potential game changer in terms of energy. Now, a big announcement is expected tomorrow. This is tomorrow in the morning. This is really odd. A live stream from the Department of Energy at 7 a.m. Pacific time. What is going on here? Well, here's what's happening. CNET reporting a fusion energy breakthrough. That's what the announcement is reportedly about. A major announcement from U.S. scientists. They may have reached a critical milestone in generating fusion power. These scientists at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory may have achieved a remarkable new high point for fusion reactions, generating even more energy than was pumped in during a recent experiment, according to a report by the Financial Times. The publication suggests scientists with knowledge of preliminary results from a recent experiment have discussed the result and analysis is ongoing. Now, we mentioned the announcement will take place tomorrow from the Department of Energy. The National Ignition Facility operates an inertial confinement fusion experiment which sees almost 200 lasers fired directly at a tiny capsule of hydrogen. According to Nathan Garland, a physicist at Griffith University in Australia, the lasers create a plasma around the capsule, which eventually starts an implosion. These conditions allow for fusion reactions to take place. So what is fusion, you ask? It's the reaction that powers our sun, and it works by smashing two heavy atoms together. This requires extreme pressure and extreme heat. We're trying to recreate the conditions in a lab. That's very difficult. The energy released by fusing the two atoms together is massive and importantly releases, here's the key thing, no carbon, no carbon, no carbon. Unlike fission, splitting atoms used in nuclear power plants, fusion also leaves behind No radioactive waste. No risk of meltdown. And it turns out, if we could harness fusion power, it would absolutely revolutionize energy, allowing us to generate clean power without pumping greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. Now, if the Financial Times report and chatter on social media is correct... Scientists could have achieved fusion energy gain, which is denoted by the letter Q in a fusion experiment. I'm not going to give you the formula because I'm horrible in science. (laughs) They're saying, though, we're on our, our way to a bona fide energy breakthrough. One scientists have long been dreaming of reaching. It's a big deal. Now, having said that, As with all science, it's good to be cautious and not overhype results yet to be fully analyzed. We have been here before. After all, in 2013, reports swirled that this feat had been achieved back then. It wasn't the case. But now, in more recent times, there have been some big strides toward achieving the goal. 
August 2021, researchers reported they had for a brief moment recreated the power of the sun in a self-sustaining reaction. That's a good pedigree and one that makes analysts who were looking at this feel a little more confident in the rumors that have been circulating that they've actually achieved what is being speculated on now. A spokesperson for Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory told CNET, our analysis is still ongoing, so we're unable to provide details or confirmation at this time. And they provided a link to the media advisory, which is in all caps, suggesting a major scientific breakthrough. Now, CNET says the result won't mean that we suddenly have an endless supply of energy. It's likely the reaction that took place at NFI lasted for just a fraction of a second or even less. But it's the first step in a journey toward fusion energy as a viable, serious technology to power the world. It's a proof of a concept that fusion experiments can actually be successful. So... Tune in tomorrow. In fact, that is the time for the start of this broadcast, I believe. And we will hear together what it is that scientists have accomplished. Stay tuned. Other positive news to report... A federal appeals court has permanently blocked the Biden administration's mandate on doctors and hospitals, forcing them to perform gender transition procedures against their conscience. The Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, it's the second court to block the mandate. Second court. After the Fifth Circuit ruled similarly earlier this year in Franciscan Alliance versus Becerra. The plaintiffs, a coalition of Catholic hospitals, a Catholic university, and Catholic nuns who run health care clinics for the poor. They were represented by the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty. Beckett Vice President, Senior Counsel Luke Goodrich, Goodrich said in a news release, The federal government has no business, no business, forcing doctors to violate their consciences or perform controversial procedures Get the, that could permanently harm their patients. This is a common sense ruling that protects patients, aligns with best medical practice, and ensures doctors can follow their Hippocratic oath to do no harm. Imagine that. And this has a long history. After inheriting the mandate from the Obama administration, the Biden administration sought to force doctors to perform gender transition surgeries. What amount to mutilation and prescribe puberty blockers, cross-sex hormone drugs, and other procedures. Once again, folks, you want to participate in this nonsense? Go for it. But to compel other people to take part in this madness, it's unconscionable, especially in the medical field. This is a positive development out of the courts. I would not be surprised if this is appealed. We would love to get your thoughts on this and many other things we discussed during the course of the broadcast today. Glad you are with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. On the text line, this texture says, Vince, sounds like Mr. Fusion from Back to the Future 2. 
Vince, I'm very skeptical of DOE, especially when one of its top officials swipes people's luggage from airports. This is a bizarre story. Maybe we'll talk about this later. This is really... By the way, I saw this guy's picture. Goodness. I'm just going to be honest with you. We really have a mental health issue in America right now. Just saying. On the energy development, Vince, even if this is true, the leftists will still force wind and solar down our throats. Lawrence Livermore has been working on this since at least the early 80s. Then they were using the Nova laser with a single six-foot diameter beam. Thank goodness they did not give up, this texture says. In the first segment, I also made reference to a very good court decision. This court decision touches on the issue of freedom of religion. Not just freedom of religion, freedom of conscience. You don't have to be religious to have a conscience. You know, this used to be kind of a universal thing. People had a sense of a healthy conscience, religious or not. And I want to tell you a little bit more about what the Biden administration was attempting to do. If you'd like to join our conversation today or any day, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-938-1110. It's 800-938-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Now, I want you to listen to this because I want to tell you again the kind of people that we're dealing with. These are people who are profoundly diabolical. Diabolical. Because, again, this is not just about... And, again, if you want to participate in this, you're welcome to it. I don't think you should be able to force this on children. I think that's child abuse. But I would also say, you want to participate, go for it. You should not be able to demand that somebody else do this for you. Chop your parts off. No single individual or entity should be compelled by the government to participate in this nonsense. Here's what the Biden administration was attempting to do. Invoking the Affordable Care Act, the Biden administration threatened non-compliant hospitals and doctors with millions of dollars in financial penalties as it attempted to enforce its redefinition of discrimination on the basis of sex to include gender identity. They tried to make this punitive. Fortunately, the Eighth Circuit affirmed the original district court opinion, ruling district court correctly held that intrusion upon the Catholic plaintiffs exercise of religion. Luke Goodrich saying the decision's a huge win for religious freedom. And as I said, not only for religious freedom, for common sense and sound medical judgment. Now, the ruling's somewhat narrow, and only the parties in the cases are protected by the permanent injunction. Despite that, the rulings do set a strong precedent for other doctors to obtain similar protections in the future. Goodrich goes on to say today's victory sets an important precedent that religious health care professionals are free to practice medicine in accordance with their consciences and experienced professional judgment. The government's attempt to force doctors to go against their consciences was bad for patients, bad for doctors, and bad for religious liberty. The Biden administration has 45 days to ask a full panel of Eighth Circuit judges to rehear the case or 90 days to appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. Goodrich is saying he believes it's doubtful the Biden administration is going to go forward with an appeal on this. The case Sisters of Mercy versus Becerra. I hope they don't. But these folks are pretty arrogant and they are pretty bullheaded when it comes to violating people's consciences, especially when they want to promote protection of certain classes of people. They can be very, very stubborn. So let's see what happens with this particular case. So, 
Lots of discussion going on over the weekend as people have more time to digest what has happened in recent days in the big trade that took place to allow the release of Brittany Griner. Now, I've got on record of saying, you know, I'm happy for her. Good for her. I'm very concerned about the message that has been communicated by what we have done. No matter what you may think of Brittany Greiner, I'm not a fan. But this woman is not a criminal. And we basically exchanged her for a criminal. Not just a criminal. What amounts to a terrorist. Not too smart. Uh, as an aside, <laughs> I'll have to share one of my several stories from the weekend that cracked me up yesterday evening. I ran into a gentleman. I don't know how we got on the subject. We started talking about this. And he was lauding the success of Joe Biden in getting Brittany Griner out. And... You know, took the opportunity to take a swipe at President Trump for his lack of success in getting Paul Whelan released. He couldn't do it either. And one of the reasons I found out, the foundational reasons, that he has such contempt for Trump, and this is the first person I've ever met with this experience, he told me back in the early 2000s, he attended Trump University. Boy, that was a shocker. I was quite stunned. So, you can understand his contempt for the former president. I just, at that point, I thought, well... This discussion is not going to go anywhere productive. <laughs> How in the world do you defend that? You just can't. We are going to talk about this trade. And on the Sunday shows, a conversation that took place from the former Secretary of State discussing the danger of this trade. The exchange for Victor Bout. That much more as we continue our Monday broadcast. Stay with us. on the Vince Coakley radio program. Interesting items here on the text line. Some of these things are things that people have said before. I'm I'm struck by the vehement expressions of support for Russian law. Vince, Brittany is a male. Get it right. Brittany did commit a criminal act in a foreign country and was sentenced appropriately. Jim out of Easley. Another person saying, Griner is a criminal under Russian law. Wow. And this I've heard before. If Brittany had a white woman, I guarantee you they probably wouldn't say anything about the trade. Really? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. Another story that is certainly praiseworthy, they want to draw attention to before we talk about the Griner case. We have justice underway, and it's a long time coming. Think about the year 1988. 1988. Was that 34 years ago? 
A Libyan man accused of being the Lockerbie bomber will appear in court today. His name is Abi Aguila Massoud. He was allegedly a member of the Libyan intelligence services when Pan Am Flight 103 was brought down in 1988, killing 270 people. Remember that horrible, horrible crime. This happened around the Christmas holiday season. So tragic. The Justice Department announced charges against Masood on the 32nd anniversary of the atrocity back in 2020. Scottish and U.S. authorities have now confirmed he's in custody in Washington. This comes as a leading campaigner for families of the, the Scottish victims called for Masood to be tried in a court chosen by the United Nations. Really? Dr. Jim Swire, whose daughter Flora died in the bombing, said the trial should not take place in the U.S. or Scotland. Other families have welcomed news he will be tried in the United States. Abdel Bassett's Al Magrahi remains the only man to be convicted over the attack, but Dr. Swire doubts the involvement of both Magrahi and Massoud in the bombing. Dr. Swire telling BBC Melson Mandela had said that no one country should be the complainant, prosecutor and judge in the case of the Lockerbie bombing. He made the intervention of a Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in 1997 in Edinburgh. He said there are so many loose ends that hang from the dreadful case largely emanating from America. I think we should remember what Mandela said to the world and us then and seek a court that is free of being beholden to any nation directly involved in the atrocity itself. Also adding, the trial should not take place in America. In view of what we now know about how Scotland handled the case, it should not take place in Scotland. He said the United Nations should instead choose an appropriate court to hold Massoud's trial and review the evidence against McGrath. Well, we've always been after amongst the British relatives is the truth. That's what we're about, not a fabrication that might seem to be replacing the truth. This is kind of interesting, the perspectives on this. It's a long time coming. What they're saying is this guy is the one who actually made the bomb. If I remember correctly, this was put into a radio-type device. And um, just horrific, absolutely horrific crime in blowing up this plane. And it came down over Lockerbie. Something that folks in that community will certainly never forget. Let's talk about Brittany Greiner. This particular story has been getting a lot of attention, and there's a lot of debate going on about this deal. Over the weekend, Mike Pompeo, who's the former Secretary of State, had some interesting thoughts that he offered on Fox News Sunday about the exchange for convicted arms dealer Victor Bout and he's expressing concern about the precedent that this actually sets the message that it sends to our adversaries about taking Americans whether it's terrorists or whether it's governments that may decide to prosecute American citizens and hold on to them for leverage. Here are the comments from Mike Pompeo. Uh, and I'm glad Brittany Griner's back home too. They were able to accomplish this. But my mission was always to get every American back, but at the same time not create the risk that more Americans would be taken. And there is no doubt that today, not just Vladimir Putin, but all the bad guys, the Iranians, others who hold Americans in detention, see that if you take a celebrity, the chance of getting one of your bad guys back out of American control is greater. And I think for people out there of notoriety, it is more likely they will be taken hostage today. And that is not a good policy. 
But the Trump administration was always very clear. We weren't going to trade bad guys for celebrities because it creates the wrong incentives for the bad guys as we go forward. It's not good for American national security. It's not good for people who are traveling across the world. What do you think? Do you agree with Mike Pompeo? Should this deal have been abandoned? Or should we just continue to celebrate? We've got Brittany Griner back. That's all that matters. We'll continue working to secure the release of Paul Whelan. What do you think about this? Do you, do you share the same concern that what we've communicated here is weakness? And as a result, this kind of thing will be repeated. Very good question that is raised here. There's a person saying here, why didn't we say the same things when Trump pardoned convicted felons? Well, all presidents have pardoned convicted felons. Just saying. On Fusion Energy, can you spell green energy pipe dream? Compare the complexity of that machine to a working nuclear reactor, a conventional steam plant, a gas turbine. Just visually, you can tell they're chasing an impossible dream. Very, very skeptical here. This person saying, I've never heard of Brittany until she was arrested. <laughs> Vince, their country, their rules. We have no constitutional rights once we leave U.S. territory. Besides, we prosecute Russians for violating our laws as well. All righty. Just a sampling of some of the items on our text line. Still to come on the broadcast, Babylon B has a little bit of fun with this particular story. As always, we'll share that and much more as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program. Over on the text line. Since this trade regarding Brittany Griner and the international arms dealer showed great weakness, my fear is we will now have an even bigger bout with terrorists trying to take our country down going forward. Mm-hmm. Also, Stephen Indian Trail. Vince, I question why we would prioritize the release of any American who hates America. Now, she's communicated that she loves America. <laughs> also, Vince, it's very interesting. The very people who want strict gun control traded to release a convicted terrorist arms dealer. So much for credibility and wanting gun control. <laughs> Not sure about weakness. It definitely showed some wokeness. Ah. What we've conveyed to the world, athletes and famous people in America are worth more to us than our military and our safety. That America has put these people up on a pedestal and will do anything for them. So they've put a higher value of life for individuals they see on TV that play sports or entertain them. Yeah. Kind of interesting, isn't it? Just a sampling of some of the items on the text line. Babylon B has a great take on this. <laughs> they do such a great job. You ready for this? I hope I get some of these words correct here. That I'm not too familiar with. In response to negative backlash... Over a poorly negotiated prison exchange with Russia, President Biden has begun reading, you ready for it? The Art of the Deal by Donald Trump. Biden told the family of Paul Whelan, a former U.S. Marine who's still stuck in a Russian prison, I vowed to do better. That's why I picked up this great book from the library. <laughs> I mean, look at this guy. He looks like he makes great deals every day, said Biden, holding the book up proudly. I promise you, I'm going to be just like him, a real go-getter. <laughs> Whelan's family initially expressed disappointment when American authorities first traded notorious 
Russian arms dealer Victor Bout, also known as the Merchant of Death, for WNBA athlete Brittany Griner. But are now hopeful that a deal can be made. If anyone can bring Paul home, it's Donald Trump, said Paul's twin brother, David. Biden is committed to finishing the book before reopening negotiations with the Russian government, according to officials close to the president. The president's reportedly staying up as late as 6 p.m. to squeeze in some reading time. Boy, he's really burning the midnight oil, isn't he? <laughs> Biden told CBS Margaret Brennan, I'm going to be the master of the art of the deal, Jack. No one will want to play Monopoly with me after I'm done with this book. Not a joke. According to sources, Biden's been honing his new skills by trading Pokemon cards with kids outside the White House. I traded a Flareon Hollow card for three Magikarps. I'm doing it. I'm making deals. At publishing time, Biden was hopeful that Putin would accept some Pokemon cards in exchange for Paul Whelan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They are so terrible, aren't they? Terribly funny. There are a lot of disappointed people who were hoping that we would see a more significant change in the midterm elections. There had been speculation about a red wave. I was quite intrigued to read social media posts from a friend of mine. I think he's moved out of the Charlotte area now. My good friend Bob Rucho used to be a state senator here in North Carolina. His commentary, I think, is right on point. After reading numerous opinion articles on what happened to the big red wave election, I've come to the conclusion the American voters couldn't discern any difference between actions of the liberal Democrat Party and the all-talk and no-action Republican Party. Therefore, there was no big reason to make a change in Washington. This was clearly evident by the recent liberal votes by so-called conservative Republican senators. Ooh, I think he's taking a swipe. In fact, at one of our senators here in North Carolina. You think? There's no reason to vote for a change if the elected Republicans continue to promote and vote for the liberal socialist agenda. Principles matter. Again, that is from Bob Rucho, former state senator. He's got a great point. What is the point? To campaign for, vote for, call for, do all kinds of things to get some of these Republicans in office for what? For them to turn right around and stab you in the back. I could use some other expressions, but I will be kind here. Try to. But it's food for thought and something for our politicians to think about. Hopefully they will. But you have to give them a reason to think about it. Otherwise, they'll keep right on doing what they're doing. Still to come in the broadcast on the other side, some hardcore Donald Trump supporters expressing concern about what's going on with him now and a new survey on the possibility of a redo on this election, Trump versus Biden. You'll be quite intrigued by this poll. Hour number two straight ahead. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, aiming the cannon of truth at strongholds of stupidity. Who, who are black people supposed to call? Ghostbusters? So we need to stop that defun or impoverish the cops crap. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. All right, hour number two of our broadcast. Boy, this is really, really interesting. Oh my goodness. Wow. This text line was scrolling away during the break. Are you ready for this? Let's start here. Ah, uh, 
Um, this is from the Upstate. Vince, for the most part, those that say Griner broke a Russian law and deserves to rot in jail are white male Trump supporters. And since Griner is a woman, black and a lesbian, that's three strikes against her. She can really rot in jail. Okay. A Marine doesn't expect to be traded, but a queer WNBA player who won't stand for her country does. Wow. Vince, the drug cartels will now slip across the border and start kidnapping elected officials. Just a matter of time. Vince Biden also needs to pick up the Bible and the art of war. (laughs) All right. Republicans need to stop saying what the Democrats are doing wrong and what they're going to do that's right. That's why they can't win a darn election. Wow. Vince, why aren't conservatives screaming about the State Department's poor negotiation skills? We should have gotten 10 Americans for that piece of scum. I rarely disagree with you, but you don't think Brittany, being a black lesbian woman, didn't leap her to the top in this LGBT crazed presidency? Love you, Barbara. I, I told you, I I think ultimately the Russians, they love, see, this is a win-win for the Russians because they love the division that is promoted by people like Brittany Griner. They love it. It's a win-win. And they got the ar- their arms dealer back. There's absolutely nothing they lost here. Zero. Vince, I'm sorry, but I take some issue with a former state senator or representative, whoever he was. We can talk about liberal Republicans all we want. Principles do matter, yes. But you know what else matters? Primaries. He missed that part. When you have less than 20% participation in primaries. Hmm. Who's really at fault? Politicians or us voters? To me, it's either get more involved in the primaries or cry my hands full. I hear you, Jeff. Vince, is there a unified, cohesive strategy to help grow the Republican base? If not, we have no chance of retaking the White House in 2024. On top of that, Trump is selfishly causing unneeded discord and division in the Republican Party. Much of the electorate is tired of the stolen election rhetoric. Yes, they indeed are. Hmm. <laughs> Vince headline, Lockerbie, Lockerbie bombing suspect in custody. Great. Now we have a high-value asset who can be traded in case an important American is seized abroad, like maybe Pee Wee Herman or Admiral Rachel Levine. Alan out of Spartanburg, you are cruel. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> okay. This texture says, Russia had all the cards in negotiations. USA had nothing. Yep, that's how this works. One big goose egg. So, where do we go from here? Let's talk about 2024. As you know, Donald Trump's the only one who's announced for 2024. But two of his most ardent supporters are wondering what in the heck is going on with this guy. I, I, I have to be honest with you. I could deal with Larry Kudlow, but I've got to tell you, I could not stand Kellyanne Conway. Oh, my gosh. She just drove me crazy. I mean, seriously, you remember when Trump said he could shoot somebody in New York and wouldn't lose support? That's Kellyanne Conway. And and here's what's different about Kellyanne. Kellyanne would figure out a way to explain that it really wasn't a shooting, or it wasn't a killing, or whatever it was. She was that bad in defending anything and everything about this man. Well, now, especially after this meeting with Kanye West, and I refuse to call him Yay or whatever stupid name. See, these people changing their names, it, it just shows these folks have some serious psychological issues. But that's for another show. Maybe Dr. Laura can help him. But it was interesting to hear a little bit of a discussion that took place 
Larry Kudlow had a conversation with Kellyanne Conway about what we're watching, the Trump implosion. Here are their comments. Kellyanne, um, there's constructive things I want to talk about, but I want to clear the air. I want to get this out of here. I don't understand what our former boss is doing. I love the guy, but I do not understand Kanye West hanging out with white nationalists, hanging out with anti-Semitic people, talking about ending the Constitution or postponing the Constitution. I don't get it. I don't know why he's saying it. And if he says it, why hasn't he given, you know, apologized for it or, or corrected the record or something? Because he's losing support left and right. I hear it everywhere. Look, for me, me, this one's easy. There is no place for a seat at the table, let alone in a, a polite American discourse for the kind of white supremacy that this Nick Fuentes person who, yeah. like the president, I didn't know anything about him before either, but it took me about 10 seconds to figure him out once I needed to research him. And I'm very concerned that <laughs> there, there isn't a system in place where the president isn't buttonholed into sitting across the table at Mar-a-Lago, where you and I have been many times Mm -hmm. having dinner with him, Larry, a system in place where folks are vetted and then seated, and there are no surprises at the last moment because your guest is bringing another guest. Yeah. Uh, They're bewildered (laughs) by what has happened, and this shows a pattern we've seen in recent weeks with diminishing support for the president, the former president. (laughs) I love this text. Vince Trump was easy to defend. He was always right. (laughs) I sure hope that's a joke. I really do. But this is interesting. A new CNBC survey, and it's communicating something that I think we've heard over and over again. Are you ready for this? A majority of Americans don't want Biden or Trump to run again in 2024. No thanks. That's how majorities of the public responded when the CNBC All-America Economic Survey asked if President Joe Biden or former President Donald Trump should run again for president. The survey found 61% of the public think Trump should not seek the presidency, compared with 30% who believe he should. 70%. Say Biden should not run for a second term. Only 19% supporting a run. Substantial numbers in each politician's own party prefer their names not be on the ballot. Including 37% of Republicans who don't want Trump to run. Along with 61% of independents and 88% of Democrats. For Biden, 57% of Democrats say he shouldn't stand for office in 2024. Along with 66% of independents, 86% of Republicans. We want to see some new faces, some fresh blood. What do you think about this? Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. of similar messages here on the text line. This text is saying 20 to 40 percent of all registered voters in primaries show the lack of genuine candidates all across the board, not just Republicans. Elections are literally won or lost in primaries. Who in the right mind wants to go through the political gauntlet? Also this, Vince, 99 percent of the people feel though I have nothing to say about who will be on the ballot. And 1% will have everything to do with who ends up on the ballot. Dean, very skeptical about the choices that are before us. Understandably so. So, I am curious about something. As you know, I'm a big aviation nerd. And I was quite intrigued by a story I came across. I saw this first last week, but when I saw this a second time, I thought, oh my goodness, this must be getting serious. 
This story reported in The Drive, The Drive Online. Are you ready for this? How many of you fly on a regular basis? And what's your sense of comfort and your sense of security tied to the fact that you have two people in the cockpit? I think many of us feel very good about that, right? I was debating what to share first. But I think it would be a good idea to touch on something that happened just a couple of weeks ago. Well, it turns out a very unfortunate situation transpired on this particular flight. An American Eagle pilot suffered a medical emergency shortly after taking off from O'Hare International Airport. The pilot at that American Eagle Envoy Flight 3556 later died at an area hospital. The co-pilot was heard calmly telling air traffic controllers about what had happened and asked for paramedics. He turned the plane around, landed safely back at O'Hare. 57 passengers and crew members on board. I share that. Before I tell you about what is an ongoing discussion, here's the headline. Airlines are pushing to legalize one-pilot cockpits. Airlines feel aircraft technology has advanced to the point where co-pilots are no longer necessary, and they want to save money. So a push to save costs, as well as alleviate pilot shortage issues, airlines are lobbying the FAA and the European Union Aviation Safety Agency to allow one-pilot cockpits. According to FAA regulations, all commercial aircraft are required to have two pilots, a captain and a co-pilot. However, airlines are pushing to get the FAA to reconsider the need for a co-pilot, at least in non-passenger cargo aircraft, at first. Understandably, airline pilots unions, they're pushing back hard on this one. According to airlines, reducing the cockpit headcount by half will drastically help to reduce costs especially during the post-COVID pilot shortage. During the COVID pandemic, airlines were given heavy financial assistance from the federal government. The fine print forbids airlines from furloughing or laying off employees. So to save costs, airlines offered attractive early retirement packages. About 8% of employees took them. That slashed the amount of available pilots for post-pandemic air travel. So airlines from 40 different countries including the U.S., U.K., Germany, and Australia, want permission to run single-pilot aircraft. But there are a few difficult hurdles to clear before they get it. The biggest hurdle, convincing the pilot unions. Not only would this single-pilot proposal reduce the need for pilots, thus reducing available jobs, but captains also really like having co-pilots. Co-pilots shoulder a huge load by handling most of the necessary pre-flight checklists, monitoring the plane's various mechanical and electronic systems, even flying the plane in some cases. And in case of an emergency, co-pilots can either assist in dealing with issues or even take over the controls while the captain handles other tasks. Most importantly, though, co-pilots offer redundancy. They are there to take over if something happens to the captain. Which is why most captains feel more comfortable when there's someone there to have their backs. Another hurdle for airlines. The public one. The writer of this article says, I'm not sure about you. I certainly feel far more comfortable being 30,000 feet in the air, strapped in a tin can, being hurled across the sky at 500 miles an hour, With the second set of hands on the controls, airlines are going to have to work hard to change public opinion and comfort levels about ditching co-pilots just because they want to save some money. Admittedly, aviation and autopilot technologies, they've both become incredibly advanced, and planes could probably fly just fine with one pilot. However, I'm not so sure I'm comfortable with an inflatable automatic pilot. 
taking over if the captain gets sick from eating the fish. <laughs> what do you think about this? How comfortable would you feel if they were to make a change to passenger aircraft? And again, they emphasize, for starters, they're talking about cargo at the beginning. But down the road, you know this would transition once people see that there's an actual safety record. This texture says, what if the captain has to go to the bathroom? Well, <laughs> there you go. Uh, this person says, we have pilots dropping dead for no reason. Now they want to just have one pilot? And this, I watch Mayday. Airplane disasters every Saturday. I would not fly. Even if they have 15 pilots. That's from JT. JT, we're kindred spirits. I love that show. Air Crash Investigation. I've watched all 23 seasons. It's quite a show. If you've not watched it, you ought to check it out. It's uh, really, really um, provides a great perspective and i think the key thing I, I tell people all the time it's not just some sensationalized uh programs but basically they show you how aviation is safer because of the investigations that have taken place over the years we've all benefited from this we're gonna have a little fun on the aviation subject i came across a really funny version of the pre-flight announcements this is hilarious. We're going to share that as we continue the broadcast. And we're going to talk about really the most ridiculous thing I found over the weekend. Well, there are a couple of ridiculous items. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll have some interesting items tomorrow for Transformation Tuesday, Lord willing. <laughs> Boy, there are some classics, some audio that's going to blow your mind, especially if it's not something that you have been exposed to. I know that's a huge tease. It's like, what in the world could that possibly be? Hopefully you will find out tomorrow. So we're talking a little bit about aviation. I don't know where this came from, but this was hilarious. I watched this online the other day, over the weekend. See how much time I spend preparing to interact with you, even over the weekend. I came across this pre-flight announcement made on a Frontier flight. Now, you know what they normally tell you on these pre-flight announcements about protecting yourself, you know, just in case the, the plane crashes in water or whatever it is happens. I want you to listen to this take on the pre-flight announcements. Listen up. If you do decide to leave, you will not be allowed access back on board and parachutes are not included. <laughs> Here at Frontier Airlines, we like to keep up with all the latest fashion trends. In the event that this flight becomes a cruise, all of you lucky people get your own itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikinis beneath your seat. <laughs> Minus the itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, and you get no polka dots. Once you're outside the aircraft, pull down sharply on the red tab that's on the front, or for those of you who love to make life difficult, you can blow into that red tube near your shoulder to blow. I mean inflate. The beautiful bikini is equipped with a water-activated light. How in the world that works, I have no idea. So if you figure it out, please do let me know. And if by chance yours does not inflate, well, grab your neighbor and hold on for dear life. <laughs> the location and use of life vests for your child that shows the most potential is located in that safety information card. If needed due to a loss of cabin pressure, four oxygen masks will drop from a compartment over your head. Ignore those and grab your nearest flight attendant to get some air. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so lonely. <laughs> Once you stop screaming, place that mask over your nose and your mouth. 
to adjust pull on the elastic tabs on either side make sure to adjust your own mask before assisting your favorite child another passenger or your husband who's definitely screaming louder than you are <laughs> isn't that hilarious you know, the funny thing, if I had any reason to doubt this, I mean, for one, it's a video. You can so you can actually see the flight attendant holding up the life vest and the other things. But you also you hear the engine revving up. It, it's really interesting. Uh, another quick, funny item here. My daughter called me yesterday. Not exactly a very politically minded person, but she was just laughing up a storm. It's like, what is so funny? And she was telling me about a friend of hers who just got a barrage of emails from Nancy Pelosi about the election. These go back through August and September. I mean, I'm looking, and it's like she did a search and pulled up all these Nancy Pelosi fundraising emails. That's what they are. They're fundraiser. Telling you, please read before midnight. I mean, it's insane. And they address... My daughter's friend, Michaela. Michaela, I want to pull back the curtain and explain why I need your $15 in the next 30 minutes. Democrats have a historic shot to expand our Senate majority with a win in the Georgia runoff. In an embarrassing turn of events for House Republicans, their majority will be one of the slimmest in modern history. And Democrats are on the verge of outraising Trump after his presidential announcement. Another one. This is incredible, Michaela. Since Donald Trump announced another hateful, divisive campaign for president, thousands of Democrats have stepped up and shipped in to defeat Trumpism to ensure he never returns to power. For that, Michaela, I'm so grateful. But my team just alerted me. We're still 2,403 gifts short of our goal before the end-of-week deadline. I mean... <laughs> I'm glad my daughter and her friend are laughing about this. That's consolation that this message isn't resonating because it's just pure silliness. <laughs> just absolutely crazy. <laughs> Over on the text line, responding to that pre-flight announcement, this person says, boy, these are skipping very quickly. If I'm flying over land, don't give me something inflatable. Give me something that's going to bounce. <laughs> Gigi, Vince, this is why I so love your show. I was driving. I was laughing. I was wondering what people were thinking. Anyway, love your show. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure those, I mean, they, they had a blast. They were absolutely enjoying the entertainment provided there by the flight attendant. I want to quickly get to a story that just blew my mind, and I can't say it surprises me in the least bit. Here's what's underway in the United Kingdom. Are you ready for this? Catcalling or wolf whistling. I never heard of wolf whistling. Is set to become a criminal offense in England with sentences of up to two years in prison, according to the Home Secretary, Suella Braverman. The embattled Home Secretary, who has so far failed to fulfill her main duty in stopping illegal immigration, announced she is back to change in the law to heavily penalize so-called street harassment. Street harassment. The law will come on top of existing legislation against sexual harassment, which is already a criminal offense. The new restrictions, which will come into effect next year, will criminalize public behaviors or gestures that are deemed to be intentionally made to alarm, distress, or harass someone based on their sex. Every woman should feel safe to walk our streets. We're putting the needs of victims at the heart of our decision, which will mean the criminals who commit these acts face the consequences they deserve. It's a complex issue. We've carefully considered the arguments, taking into account a range of views. Once passed, the legislation would criminalize intentionally walking closely behind someone as they go home at night, making obscene or offensive gestures or comments toward a person, obstructing a person's path, or driving or riding a vehicle slowly next to a person walking home. Penalties for such offenses, up to two years behind bars. 
to reinforce the, the idea is to reinforce a change in the culture that establishes it is completely unacceptable to abuse women in the streets. So catcalling is abuse. All right, folks, <laughs> stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.